DJ and PK brought to you in part by Davis Vision. The Davis Vision Summer LASIK Sale is going on now. Get rid of those contacts and glasses and save $1,000. Start your road to better vision at Davis Vision. Check them out at davisvisionmd.com or call them today at 801-253-2080. That's Davis Vision. PK, we got a tweet about the jazz that's out that's got, uh, as people see it and as it's spread, and it's going to, um, it's going to get everybody's attention here. And we got Bowler coming up, so we'll hit it with Bowler here. All right, DJ and PK brought to you in part by Smart Rain, the Smart Rain guest line. Craig Bowlerjack joins us on the Smart Rain guest line right now. It's no secret that Utah's in an extreme drought. That's why Smart Rain is a solution for any commercial property concerned about water consumption while managing irrigation. Find out more at smartrain.net. Craig Bowlerjack, welcome to the show. Hey, good morning, guys. Bowler, we got a tweet we got to talk about and about the future of the Jazz. Um, do you want one moment for the past of the Jazz, or is it too painful and you just like to let it go and you don't want to talk about 81 <laughs> points in the second half of Game 6? Oh, my goodness. Yeah, we can do whatever you like. I've relived that multiple times, uh, you know, sitting there at the watch party thinking, hey, 25-point lead, but in the back of my mind going, still not safe. I mean, that's the crazy thing about the league, about the NBA, is um, – I, I think even in these playoffs, guys, we, we've seen that no lead is safe. We've seen some miraculous comebacks, uh, one by uh, the Clippers uh, and, of course, Atlanta. Um, yeah, it's. Uh, I used to think 25 was a pretty good lead, a, a fairly strong indication of victory, but no more. No more. Well, I can't argue with that because it happened. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it did happen. And, you know, it's just a, the power of the three. Uh, Terrence Mann, who had his 15 minutes of fame, a 39-point performance, just kicking threes from the corner. And, you know, defending. Gobert's been criticized, trying to protect paint rim, jumping out to the perimeter when, when teams like the uh, like the Clippers go small, which they did the entire series, except a little bit of Zubats, you know, sprinkled in here and there. Yeah, they, they, they attacked the Jazz in multiple ways, and, you know, give them credit. Uh, I like to have seen the Jazz, though, honestly, as was, I'm just looking back here for a moment, a healthy Jazz. I really would have loved to have seen what they could have done with Conley and Donovan in the backcourt. Um, you know, even against the Clippers, and uh, they could have swept maybe Memphis, but again, it was it is you know it is what it is, and the Jazz will have to make some decisions on what direction they want to go. Conley, there, I think, is right at the top of the list. I, I believe that they'll want him to stay. The price has got to be right, uh, and if that's the case, and I, yeah. I believe that Conley would want to stay. I would think, you know, I, PK, I kind of delved into body language a little bit. I always like to do that this time of year when they go on their exit interviews or when they were available this year. It was kind of different. You know, some talk from their kitchen like Joe did, some talk from their car uh, to the press the day after. You know, it's going to be interesting to see what the Jazz can do financially, right? And I, I tell you, it's kind of an unpredictable summer because we've never – uh, had to watch Ryan Smith in his ownership group make you know financial decisions on players, which direction they want to go, and what is Mike's worth, PK? I, that's what I don't know. Um, if and I know analytically, I'm sure there's numbers everywhere in the league, and especially the Jazz, but age would be part of the analytics. Uh, the injuries, 
that he's occurred the last couple of years would be, would be part of that as well. And then the money that would go with that and trying to predict how many games could he actually play for the Jazz um, because this isn't going away, I don't think, the hamstring problem and the age of 34. I mean, those things just happen to players uh, and Mike's in that, that, that process right now of his career. So those are all things, I guess, I'm not, you know, they hire a lot of people to, to make those decisions. And sometimes you roll the dice, too, I think. Um, Mike's a great fit and a great leader, and he compliments, you know, what Donovan's trying to do when they're healthy. They're dynamic. But, again, I think the bottom line is they have to go through the process of value for games and what the market value is. And, obviously, there's uh, they, they've got guys who do a, a great job on, on deciding some of those things. But also you got to roll the dice and you got to go gut. And that's kind of part of the, the business that you look in analytics, but you still have to look, I think, sometimes um, the gut feeling that goes along with that. So there's Mike's part of the equation here, and we can go round and round and debate this, but does he want to stay in Utah? I take him at face value. I think he's genuine. He says he's, you know, he's liked his time here, likes his coach and his teammates and all that kind of stuff. Right. He wants to win a championship. That's also clear. So as he evaluates not just what rosters are now, but what he thinks rosters are going to be next year. And sometimes as a player, you got to roll the dice. You know, is this team going to acquire this guy? Is this guy going to leave and open playing time and shots for me? Or is this guy going to leave and weaken the team? And so he's mm-hmm. got to all that. But we know who the best teams are, Suns, Lakers, Clippers. You know, does he think the Warriors can be part of a rebuild there? Uh, who does he like in the East? Does he think Utah's his best chance to win a championship? And then when I throw out some of these teams, PK's like, well, he's got a young family. Is he really going to go to L.A.? You know, where game day... And if you don't have a helicopter, <laughs> it's like <laughs> game day's an all-day experience. You don't run home after right. shoot-around to see the kids after school. You know, it's not happening. It's just a different lifestyle there. So yeah, do you have but, any feel for what Mike wants? Because if he's willing to take less money, I think we're all pretty sure there'd be some good teams who'd be interested in him. Yeah. No, see, that's it, too. I think you have to see in his mind, if we could, what he is role, what he would be accepting of his role like Derek Favors. Once a starter, and then you come back and declare yourself, okay, I get it. Uh, I know who I am, where I am in my career, and do I want to be a backup you know, guard and take less money for it? And to your point, DJ, do I pick a team that can finally give, like a lot of the guys, right? I mean, look, at you know, uh, Blake Griffin. I mean, he, he he gets out of Detroit, says he can't jump, and the first play he's in with the uh, Brooklyn, you know, he's up jamming, you know, jamming dunking, points down right. to the net. I mean, bottom line is, what's Mike's health? What's his mental state? Does he accept the role of coming off a bench, either either with the Jazz potentially, um, or with another team? and understands what the payroll will be for him because he's coming off what? Correct me if I'm wrong. Didn't the Jazz pick up two years, $64 million? Yeah, I think that's about it. Yeah, $32 million a year in that category. He may have had 34 this year. Maybe it bumped up uh, a couple million in the final year of his contract. So, yeah, he has decisions, too, to make, right? So do the Jazz, and can they – can the two sides speak and be honest about what each other needs and, you know – trying to build more, I think, depth and him running a second unit or blending with the first group and the second. I mean, all those things come into play. Or 
is he at a point in his career where he wants to jump and try working with LeBron and the Lakers for one final push there in L.A. Um, and, and again, find his best opportunity for a, for a title. Look, he's an all-star, but also the problem is he's he the league knows he's been off injured, and so those two don't really you know blend well for some GMs. But the Jazz know who he is, and he knows who the Jazz are. And I think that's the one up that that Utah has. Uh, on retaining Conley, um, but again, it's it's going to be a tough decision. Sometimes, though, what your point is, and maybe it isn't, because young kids, young family, how easy is it just to get around in Utah? And he goes to school, if I'm not mistaken, with what uh, Joe's kids. That's what Joe said. Yeah, and so you know, there's a bond there, and. You know, you do think about young young children at 34 and what you're trying to do and accomplish, but at the same time, you know, you're at the the end of your career, beginning to to you know see the sunset on it. So you, this may be his final contract. So he's he's probably taking that into into a consideration as well. But you know, a heck of a guy, and when he's healthy, he still has a, a lot a lot of talent on the floor, as we saw. So I'm fascinated by the Ryan Smith situation. You know, he takes over and he runs a multi-billion dollar company. So obviously he's got the high level of intelligence and he takes over and the thing's a machine. It's running on its own and you're not, you know, you're not going to do a whole lot until the off seasons. That's when you make your major moves. And so here we are. And I I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know what my question is to you, but all I know is that I'm intrigued. Me too. I mean, PK. I, I like I said. I, I I think you know we were so used to knowing, kind of predicting what the Miller family would do. They were going to always be aggressive. I think Dennis quoted multiple times in the off season. The Millers, you know, tell me to do the best move, and if it costs a few extra bucks, do it. Now I don't. I don't know. I'm intrigued too. I don't know what Ryan's, you know, business. Uh, operation mindset is with the Jazz. I do know that he wants to win a championship. I mean, I, I think we've seen the aggressive approach in building a base of ownership uh, that includes Dwayne Wade, which I think was a shock, but also a huge move by Ryan. And then um, what is Dwayne Wade? That's the intriguing part. How involved? We saw him sitting courtside you know, shoulder to shoulder with Ryan uh, during the playoffs and even during the regular season, and how involved is D Wade in, in some of these decisions or consulting Ryan on some of the decisions that that need to be made to win a championship? Because guess who knows how to win one? Wade. So you're right; it's intriguing. It's the first off season with uh, with Ryan and his family and the ownership group, and we'll see how aggressive in spending because. He's got two high-level players that he already has under uh, large, near-multi, what do you call it, or max contracts. And to add more to that to that salary obviously pushes him closer and over uh, the luxury tax. So it's, it will be interesting to see what direction he wants to go. So I don't know if you know Clevis Murray. I've been looking him up just in the last 10 minutes because he's put out a tweet that will be of interest to jazz fans. And he writes as a contributor for The Athletic, from what I can find online in a quick search here. Looks like he used to work up in the Pacific Northwest um, for a cable outlet up there. Uh, and he's got a lot of NBA tweets. Um, 
And the location on his account is, uh, let's see here, he's got uh, Dorchester, Massachusetts, so basically suburban Boston. Here's his tweet, Bowler. I'm told there's a disconnect in the relationship between Dennis Lindsay and Quinn Snyder. There's been some belief Lindsay could depart from the team. Snyder signed a long-term contract extension with the Jazz in 2019. There has been no shortage of people with ties to BYU. And Ryan Smith obviously has ties to BYU. But apparently among people who are in the athletic world in Provo, uh, that Ryan is really tight with Danny Ainge and with Brian Santiago. And one way or another, in one role or another, those two guys at some point will be involved with the Jazz. Mm. Now, to PK's point, is that this offseason? Is that next offseason? I mean, we know... When Gail Miller was up there at the press conference, you know, Ryan, you're at the point we were when we bought the team. So there's a long time for this to play out. And no one has given me specific times on it. But multiple times they said these two guys are too tight with Ryan not to be involved with the Jazz at some point. Mm -hmm. So you hear this tweet and yeah. you hear whatever you hear inside the Jazz organization. And for people who don't know, Bowler used to be at KSL and used to call BYU games and still knows people at BYU. What have you heard? What do you think? What do you know? Those may not be the same things. I get that. Yeah. Well, I think what you just said is an indicator that what Ryan wants to do, it's his team. And I think we all know, Right, and our experiences in mine at KSL and CBS and Fox and ESPN, when management changes, the guys who hired me, they come and go. Um, and that was really evident, you know, at CBS and Fox. And so we always were worried about, well, the next guy comes in, brings in, quote, as we all know, PK, their guy or his guy. Or maybe, again, they have in our world that is ever changing, uh, you know, a woman in an executive position, right? Ryan wants to be very diverse. Uh, I think that's very clear. So those conversations don't surprise me, DJ, at all. Um, He is close uh, to the BYU sports world and it's his, it's his, it's his team. And, you know, I think everyone braces for change, and that is something I wouldn't be surprised happens, whether it's this year, as you said, or next. I don't think he's a guy that owns a multi-billion dollar company, makes really snap quick decisions unless he, you know, has the information in front of him. Um, so that, again, will be, be another part of this whole puzzle, this, as PK just said, the intrigue of how he operates and who he wants in certain places, and if he will make change. I think we just sit back and and wait. But to your point, yes, you are correct in your assessment of his closeness of Santiago, who I remember very well in call games for when he played. And obviously, I don't know Danny Ainge, but, you know, he wants Scott to work, I don't think, full-time consulting for a team, possibly, like, a Jerry West, a Pat Riley, who knows uh, what's down the road. But um, I think probably this offseason, everyone's kind of waiting to see if change is coming at the highest of level. And if that's the case, that's going to impact decisions on players, right? Um, so I think a lot, a lot, the only thing I can say is we'll probably find out together when this thing, if anything happens. And it may not. Uh, but again, with new ownership and getting back to PK's 
you know, he didn't have a question, but he had a statement about intrigue. I'm, I, I totally agree. I can't predict what Ryan will do. I think the Millers, we kind of knew well, but, you know, they wanted to steady as she goes. And look, Jerry Sloan was, was here forever because of that steadiness. And, you know, there were times he was fearful that he was going to lose his job. And, but Larry was very, boy, what would be the word? You know, he was devoted, but also understood what stability meant in his company and also in, in, with the jazz. And, uh, you know, Jerry left on his own accord. He left his way. It was surprising, but he left, you know, left that way. Uh, and we'll see how, how it plays out with the Ryan Miller ownership. You know, this could be another 30-year run of ownership. And I know, you, and again, I go back to the one thing I remember talking to him about and what he said in his press conference is, again, he wants to win a title. And he may be very aggressive in that nature. And he may do things that will he thinks will help them, you know, help the Jazz get there. And so, again, it's just one of those things that we'll wait and see what direction he goes. And it's going to be intriguing, too. I'm anxious to see how this summer plays out. Bowler, we appreciate the time, as always. Thanks for joining us. I hear Joe's up. Joe is coming up. Joe's so up. You, Joe's, Joe's up, up in about. Uh, Joe's up in about fifteen minutes. So real quick, he uh, is taking off. Is he going right to the, where are they having camp? The uh, the Australians are they going to Paris and then to Tokyo? Uh, he said he's going to L.A. Going to L.A. Okay, all right. Well, that's where the layover is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're going to have a layover, a little layover. Every time you fly to Hawaii, you got to lay over for an hour and a half in L.A., right? Yeah. You Take the early morning flight, then you go get a little yeah. burrito and kill time, then you get on a plane yeah. and you fly We've to Hawaii. We've often gone through Phoenix, actually. You can get a workout if you want. You know? Yeah, but I fly. I don't fly charter. Well, fly charter, you don't go through Phoenix. Fly charter, you go direct. Well, yeah, but I thought you were meeting Sarver in Phoenix, and then you guys were going, what do I know? You're, you, you, Craig, do you know he has a blue check mark on his Twitter? I didn't, I didn't know that until today. <laughs> DJ does? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He had a blue check mark. You know what? I tried to uh, to apply. And I still haven't heard anything. Yeah. I mean, well, I may be denied, but DJ's climbed the ladder. Sure. Of, yep, yep. Yeah, and, he, and he tries to play it off. Oh, there's no status. So, well, then the why have it? He's got a blue check mark on boy, his Twitter account. And, and I got like 52 followers, and he's got a, he's got a blue check mark. Jeez, he's even wearing blue today. Wow. Just throwing DJ, stuff against the wall. This is just random association time with PK. When did, when did this happen? Oh, he's, he's been holding out for me for a long time, and uh, I thought more, we, I thought we a had year. a partnership. Jeez. More than a year. I feel like Kay when she found out Michael had been back in the States for a year. I just clo- slowly closed the door on him, left him out there. Wow. That's the beauty of you two, man. It's, it's, it's a marriage. You, know, it, you, you argue, but you still get along. And sometimes my needs aren't being met. That's right. That's I want right. a blue check mark. How dare you? How dare you? Yak is both horrified and entertained at the same time. Yeah. All yeah. right. Thanks, Bowler. All right, guys. See you All soon. Right. Take care. DJ PK, Joe Ingles is coming up in about uh, 15 minutes right here on 97.5 at 1280 The Zone.